0: Hello, this is Daniel Orton, pastor of Harvest House, United Pentecostal Church in Marion, Kentucky. It is our desire to see hurting hearts and minds healed as they are born again into the kingdom of God. It is my desire that this podcast will be a blessing to you and help bring you closer to Jesus. Amen. That means glad to be in church. Amen. So, um, this is going to be a little bit of an introduction into this particular subject. We will talk about it today some, and then it will be a few weeks before we get back to this, since we've got a couple Sundays here in a row that we're looking at, uh, with next week being, we're going to do this. I originally kind of called it a relaunch service, and maybe it'll make more sense next week kind of anniversary when our church started 16 years ago so we we're going to do something different then and then of course the next Sunday is Easter Sunday so uh, it'll be a couple of weeks before we actually get back into the to the life class here but <clears throat> this is a uh, let's read this scripture here today um, it's it's on the screen behind me and it's also on the papers or you can open up to your Bible and I will I will be very honest with you today I did not do well with my my paper today. Uh, I got your scriptures most on there and a few other things. That's, I, I would like to have done more, but I, I don't know. It just didn't work that well for me today. So, <laughs> But I did give you some info on there. So this is the scripture. It says, we for laying aside all malice and all guile, hypocrites, envyings, and all evil speaking as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious uh was that all that i think it is yeah and then our theme verse for our life class period is john 10 10. um the thief comes but still kill and destroy but i've come that you may have life you may have it more abundantly so we are endeavoring this year in our adult sunday school calling it live class um but it may just be me but i don't feel like it's only me but i'm going to live as a child of god as jesus meant for us to live life which is more abundantly and as myself and i know i may be pastor but i still feel this way i don't feel like i'm still not walking in that place god really wants me to walk in and i know we're human on our best days it's still not going to be a best day, <laughs> and we're still going to struggle with all kinds of things. But I do feel like the lack of faithfulness is a huge factor to why so many people are not walking in the abundance of life, in the things of God. And I've been a child of God, and I've worked in ministry long enough that I have observed the crippling effect of inconsistency and the lack of faithfulness, what it does to a child of God. In my opinion, this inconsistency and the lack of faithfulness is by far, this is my opinion, it may not be, but it's my opinion, is by far the number one factor why why most Christians do not enjoy the full, full abundance of the things that God has for us. And to live the life of a child of God to its fullest, it takes faithfulness. In some areas of our Christian walk. And some of those I've mapped out and we're going to try to cover over the course of time this year. Prayer, we spent a few weeks on it. Spiritual diet, we're going to jump into that today. Um, And I may not hold these all in this order, but worship, integrity, tithes and offering, church attendance, holiness. All these things I think are extremely, extremely important in our lives. And not just important, it's important that we're faithful to them and that we also very consistent in these areas. As Jesus said in Matthew 24, uh, that there is on the paper, that therefore be ye also ready for in such hour ye think not the Son of Man cometh. I can't help but think we're so close to this time. This has been... And maybe it's just because of the, the the conflict that's going on in Russia right now and so many people talking about it being World War Three and whether it you know, leads to something or not, obviously we can see something crazy is going on and the Lord's gonna come back and people say, Well he's not gonna come back because everybody's expecting it, but then well maybe he is because everybody's you know, who knows? But he went on to say, Who then is faithful and wise servant? whom his Lord hath made him ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. He said, Bless his servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, cometh shall find so doing. He's looking for somebody who's faithful, no matter what. We spent some time on that first area of prayer, and today we're going to move to this next area. It's going to be kind of more of an introduction to it. The next time we come together, I'm going to dig a little deeper into some diets that people have, but uh, but as always, all spiritual things are parallel to physical things. Um, it's very well said, I've heard this said a lot over the last few years, a lot of the world economy things that we see going on is very parallel to what happens in the spirit world. So when there's a lot of warring and stuff going on, there's also a lot of warring going on in Spirit. Um, So, in whatever, you can see it in different um, cultures and areas. The things that people fight physically is also just a sign of things people fight spiritually. And we see this parallel all the way through the Word of God, that spiritual and physical things parallel and run side by side. So, today I want to start talking about the importance of a healthy spiritual diet. And it's very important, just as it's important for us to have good physical health, which I've not always been good about. Um, A lady by the name of Priscilla Vasquez wrote in an article on highchain.org, I don't know what the significance is, I was just doing some search and found this, and it was worded well and I thought I would share this with us, a healthy diet. This is talking about as far as our physical diet. is important for maintaining overall health. It provides essential nutrients, fluids, energy to the body. It also helps provide adequate micronutrients. Including these foods in your diet is critical for your overall health. It is essential to follow a healthy diet. Moreover, a diet rich in fiber, fresh fruits, vegetables, are the best way to enhance your body's well-being. We all know that, although we don't always follow that, right? Uh, maybe you're not maybe you 're not like me. I got this problem. I can look at most food and gain weight i don 't even have to eat it don 't seem like I can just look at it and i 'm going to gain weight um, it's always been a challenge for me i 've always had to watch my diet, but with that said, just because um, I can eat certain foods and it may make me fat if somebody who is skinny they can eat anything they want and not get fat doesn't mean they're healthy okay because what happens when we eat unhealthy there is long-term effects that attack you as well for example I will use my aunt Phyllis she never was one who got real fat but her diet is horrible <laughs> she just seemed to eat cake ice cream and it is said that those who do that in later years in life will suffer a lot of physical issues because of their health habits younger. So, it is very important. But this lady goes on to say that eating healthy is not hard. It's not hard. The key is to consume the right amounts of calories in each foods that are rich in nutrients. It's not hard. But it's not always easy. That makes sense, right? Uh, well... I'm going to to balance this the spiritual aspect of it. But she says that a balanced diet should contain a variety. That's, That's important. A variety of healthy foods. A healthy diet is not a set diet. It's about balance and moderation. Including a few treats is fine. But you should avoid eating too much at once. If you're not sure whether certain foods is good for you, it's always better to eat in moderation. It's important to eat a healthy diet that has a good ratio of fat and protein to calories. Just a little bit more of this, and we'll actually get on to some uh, uh, other stuff. So, But in addition to eating healthy foods, you should also include non-processed foods. I want you to think about that. And there's there's some spiritual aspects that I'll I'll try to get into it with this later. But these types of foods are often high in carbohydrates, sugars, and fats. And we probably know this stuff, but, you know, it's just for the sake of taking us where we need to go. While you can't avoid them entirely, you should limit your intake of them. These foods should should be sourced from natural sources. They should not be artificial flavored. These foods contain additives that have potential to damage your body. It's important to eat a variety of healthy foods that are low in sugar and fat. So I, I am not here to talk to us about being unhealthy physically, but that is another message in itself that does need to be talked about. Because a physical unhealthy body will also keep you from living this Christian life in the abundance of what God wants you to live in. Um, Now, when I had COVID back at the first of the year, and I know some of y'all was there too, I promise you, it hindered me spiritually. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't move. I didn't feel like praying. I didn't feel like reading. Okay, so, by and by large, if you're physically unhealthy, it can keep you from um, having everything you need. And that, again, that's a whole other story. But it is important that we keep a healthy diet. But today, for this aspect, we're here to talk about spiritual diet. Just as we need a balanced physical diet, it's also we need a balanced diet in the spiritual things as well. And the purpose of a balanced spiritual diet is to mature us into, uh, to mature us into spiritual adults. Now, that, I do have that on the paper to actually show us what, i got a couple of blanks there if you're one of those who like to fill in that stuff. But that's the whole purpose of a balanced spiritual diet. Because here's the thing. There's a lot of things in our diet that's very important for our spirituality. There's evangelism. It's important to us. We should have that in our life. Uh, church attendance is important. Prayer vitally important in our spiritual diet, and the Word of God is very important in our spiritual diet. That's four key factors. But we can't eat all of the Word and not pray. We can't just pray and never read the Word. We can't just come to the church of God, church, but never pray and read. We can't just... Go out and always invite people to church, but never pray, read, and come to church. It takes a good balance of all those to have us to be spiritually healthy. Our spiritual diet is designed to mature us into a spiritual adult. Now, as the opening text I had today is, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Um, I have a lot of these scriptures on, on the paper, so you can kind of, I only got the three sheets here today, so if it's front and back, got a staple. Hopefully, I didn't staple nothing backwards or nothing like that. I haven't done that yet. At least I, if I have, y'all haven't told me, so. <laughs> but the next verse, and some of these, you'll notice, got in print parentheses there, or semicolons, whatever you call them, there beside of what translation this is. Some of this info today I'm using, uh, I don't make sure I'm not plagiarizing, okay? Uh, Raymond Woodward, he's an incredible, incredible preacher. Um, he's got a resource that I have gleaned from a lot of times, so some of this stuff here is coming from him uh, so and again um, it's important that we get info from other places and this guy's brilliant he 's a lot smarter than I am and but anyway, some of this info is coming from him so but anyway, first Corinthians three one through two this is the new living translation. I do like the new living translation and I know if you 're a person who only reads the King James Version, I understand. A lot of that, but I do like to bounce it out from all the versions, and um, I do think the King James Version is the best version that's out there, but if somebody's not going to read the King James Version, I'd rather them read something they'll read, but anyway, the New Living Translation, the First Corinthians 3, 1 through 2 says, dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to mature Christians, think about that, because I couldn't talk to you like mature Christians. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in the Christian life. I had to feed you with milk and not with solid food because you couldn't handle anything stronger and you still aren't ready. And this is the purpose of a spiritual diet, okay? is to mature us. But we're not always on the bottle and we can handle meat. We go on to the next verse here in Hebrews 5. 12 through 14, this is again the New Living Translations, you've been Christians a long time now and you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basics of beginning. Of a beginner must learn about the scriptures. You're like babies who drink only milk and cannot eat solid food. And a person who's living on milk isn't very far along in the Christian life and doesn't know much about doing what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature and have trained themselves to recognize the difference between right and wrong, and then do what is right. We see again, Apostle Paul, or the writer of Hebrews, best I can tell, I really think it's Paul, but a lot of people don't think he wrote Hebrews, but regardless, the writer of Hebrews, again, is saying, um, look, you've been on milk, it's time to grow up. This is the whole purpose of a spiritual died is to help someone mature to where they can enjoy the fullness of what god has got for them um, the word mature comes from the same root word as ripe it kind of indicates something that's been completed or fully developed in the scriptures it is the same word jesus used when he cried it is finished at the cross in other words it's completed its purpose it's got to that place it's mature and just because we have repented, we've been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, it does not mean that we're automatically start living for God, living a good life for God. Amen. Just because you've been to the altar, repented, and you've been baptized, and it doesn't mean that you're automatically going to get all the good stuff of God. I was thinking about it today, and I, I was just thinking about Corbin and Brooklyn, our babies in our church. Uh, they've been birthed in this world, but yet they're not mature yet. <laughs> um Corbin, he's man, he's all over the place. He's gotta learn. He's learning. But they're still eating baby food, or at least not like adult seed anyway. Uh got tickled Corbin this morning back there. Of course, you know his mom was um he's breastfed with his mama the whole time, and so Cheryl picked him up and he started digging her shirt. <laughs> Bethany's like, honey. Memo don't got nothing like that for you. But he's getting at that point now. He's fixing to be four months old. Matter of fact, he's 14 months old today, as I think about that. He's 14 months old today. Mama's fixing to have to break him too long of that. Yeah, he's starting to eat other foods and things like that. But he would look funny at four or five years old, 14, 15 years old, still wanting to have the breast milk. Now, um... Beyond the food aspect, they also are still learning how to be alive, period. And just because they've been birthed in this world does not mean they will live out this life to its fullest. They're in the process of learning to live life, and they're growing, just as that's how we all should be. The entire purpose of the adolescent life is to mature into adults. That's the whole purpose. We should mature into adults. And if they don't have the proper diet in their lives, Not just physically, but in a lot of other areas, they will never mature into adults. That's why we have grown adults today that don't live life to the fullest because they never matured like they should. I'll play every once in a while when the boys get together, or the girls, kids, and start playing video games. I'll play a game with them some. Or we'll do some other things like that. But by and large, as an adult, I have to realize I can't just sit and play video games all the time. I can't just sit and play games on my phone all the time. So we have to learn that I've got to balance all this out. Because here's the thing: whether I'm playing games, whether I'm praying, whether I'm reading the Bible, whether I'm going fishing or hunting or shopping, whatever, all of this stuff plays into our spiritual diet of what we're consuming in our life. Because this is what the diet is all about. It's what you're eating for us physically. It's what you eat. So if your diet physically is all you ever eat is uh, sugars and carbs and all this stuff, even if you have a high metabolism and, and you burn that off and you don't get fat, it's not good for you. and It's unhealthy. And we've got to learn to balance all this out. And this doesn't say that we can't play a game every once in a while. We can't go shopping. We can't go fishing or hunting. We have to learn to balance all this out. And this is the whole purpose of what this is. When we mature and grow up, an adult man realized, well, I can't sit and play a video game all the time because i got a wife and kids, or I'm never going to get a wife and kids. So and I hope I'm making the sense. sense. So. But let's talk about spiritual maturity because this is the whole purpose of our spiritual diet is for us to grow up. Um, I have this on your paper. Spiritual maturity is not automatic. It don't just happen, okay? It's not automatic. John 8.31, New Living Translation says, You are truly my disciples if you keep obeying my teachings. That sounds simple, but it's true. This is how we become mature. And that's the whole purpose of maturing is becoming a disciple of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 6, 7, 6, 17 through 2 Corinthians 7.1. It's kind of weird what's it's wrote. That's how it is there. New Living Translation again. Therefore, come out. From them, separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Touch, do not touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you. I will be your father. You shall be my sons and daughters, in the, says the Lord Almighty, because we have these promises, dearly friends. Let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our bodies or spirit, and let us work towards complete purity because we fear God. This is what he's saying right here. There's some things we've got to come out from. We've got to use some discipline in our life. Just as spiritually we have to discipline ourselves and you can't eat donuts three meals a day. You can't just eat anything spiritually all day long. It's so easy, y'all be honest with me, it's so easy to pick up a phone and just start scrolling. The next thing you know, you've scrolled for 15, 20, 30, three hours. So easy to come, zone out in front of a television. So easy to let Certain things go and let's do something else. And this is what he's talking about here. We've got to learn to discipline ourselves to say no to certain things to consume the things that helps us grow. And he said, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. Let us work towards complete purity because we fear God. The next thing here as far as maturity, it is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Just as Corbin is horrible right now about running all over the place. Uh, he is spoilt as the day is long. And that's not my fault at all. It's all Sister Cheryl's. Well, I guess we all have had something to do with it, though. So. And all y'all laughing at y'all ain't helped none either, so. <laughs> but it's a process. But through the process of time, he'll learn. You can't just climb up on the platform just because... Mom and Daddy's playing music and Papa's up there ministering and preaching. He'll learn that through the process of time, as uh, hopefully he will anyway. But Proverbs 8 and 5, the TEV version says, learn to be mature. It's a learning process. So spiritual diets, it's a learning. You, we learn as we go. 2 Peter three eighteen, the TV, but continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So what does maturity take? This is the next thing there at the bottom of that page. It takes discipline. For us to mature, it takes discipline. That is something nobody likes, okay? First Timothy 4 and 7, the, the, P-I, the PHI, I'm not sure what that version is. I need to look that one up. Uh, this is something Brother Woodward had, but I like the way it looked <laughs> with this. It take the time and the trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. Uh. The NAS, the NAS says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. As mature believers, that's called disciples. That's what that is. I can't be a disciple without being disciplined. It's the whole root word of where that comes from. Physically fit is not automatic, and neither is spiritual fitness. How many of you have ever went on that journey? I've done it multiple times. I've got to get healthy to get my my oxygen level back up, and all this. So I start working out or start walking. I can't do the working out. I got to walk. I'm too old for that. So I don't. I don't run. Can't do no running. My body can't handle it. So I got to walk. I've Got to get active. But I, I, it takes hard work, don't it? Anybody's ever done that, you know, it takes hard work. And the mark of a true disciple is bearing my cross, which means denying ourselves in order to put the first god first in our life. And Luke 14:27 there, and anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciples from the NIV. Luke 9:23 from the NIV, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Growing old without growing up would be a tragedy. It is Natural that babies should desire only milk. And we should, we would expect them to be, um, we would expect them to be limited in their ability and deficient in the maturity otherwise. But if these things are still happening years later, there's a problem. Okay? So the problem usually is something to do with the diet. Um, There's a time in all of our life that we must graduate from milk to solid food. It is at this place where we become more than just believers. We take on the responsibility of becoming mature disciples. And we begin to live life more abundantly when we finally mature into God. Anything that refuses to grow by nature... Is just going to die. In fact, clinic, the clinical definition of death is a body that does not change anymore. It stops changing. And if we're moving forward in our Christian life, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. But if we're not moving forward by nature, we're backsliding. So, um, there's honestly, there's no other options when it comes to discipleship. We have to grow up. And this is the whole purpose of living in abundance as we learn to grow up. So what does the Bible mean when it makes this comparison between milk and meat? So let me talk about this real quick as I kind of bring all this to an end today Here is What are the characteristics of a mature Christian as we look at it taught in the Scriptures? So um, Brother Woodward used this contrast between what milk is and meat is. This is not mine. This is coming from him. Now, it's a very good comparison. So, this is what he says. He said, Milk is given to the child by the mother or the church, okay? Meat is hunted and prepared by oneself. In other words, milk's going to come from the church, but when you get meat, you dig it out for yourself. Amen. All right? Milk is a comfort food, it meets my needs. That's why Corbin back there, when he got a hold of me a while ago, that's where Corbin is right now. It's his comfort. He can. He doesn't, he doesn't consume milk anymore because he needs it because he's eating other food. But he wants it when he wants to be comforted. But meat is an energy. It's a strengthened food. It's, it helps us to grow, get stronger. Uh, he wrote, milk is a predigested food. Moses was the voice of God to Aaron. That's an example of that. But meat must be digested so it takes more work on the individual's per, part. Make sense? Amen. Milk builds up the bones, the framework or structure of our life. How many you have ever heard that? Milk makes us, gives us strong bones, right? But meat, it builds up the muscles. Amen. That's the activity of our spiritual life is where it gets, makes us stronger. Okay? Milk is the truth of what Jesus did. It's salvation. It's the gospel, the book of Acts. We don't throw out the milk once we start eating meat, do we? Now, I'm not as big a milk drinker, but Texas, he loves milk. When he was at our house all the time, or he's at, it's constantly. He would go through a gallon of milk in a day, all right? But I'm not as much with that. But there's nothing like drinking a glass of milk with something sweet or uh, certain things you just like milk with, right? So, But meat. It's the truth of what Jesus is doing. It's it's the sanctification process. Or we can look at it as the epistles all the way through like Hebrews. All right? Milk can enhance the meat, giving us more nourishment. But nothing has to die. This is so important. Nothing has to die to produce milk. Milk and eggs and bacon for breakfast. All right. The cow and the chicken were involved but the pig was committed. Something has to die to produce meat. And the real mark of carnality, the fleshly world, Christians, that the carnal Christian, I guess you say, the world that's more with fleshly ideals, is that they will not permit the old man in their life to die. And the entire purpose of a balanced spiritual diet is to mature a person, a child of God, that can live a life of abundance in the things of God without always having to depend on the church and the pastor. Not eliminating them, they're still needed. So let me give you a short list of things that need, a, need to be balanced in a spiritual diet. I said it earlier. Uh, Nutritionists urge us to have a balanced diet. I mentioned that. So um, the diet. They say the diet should be so varied that not only should you eat fruits, but you should eat different types of fruit. Because different types of fruit gives you different types of nutrients, okay? Different types of vegetables give you different types of nutrients. So a diet that lacks a certain type, say the only kind of fruit you like is bananas. You only get, only get poda- potassium, okay? So we need that variety. So... It's still that same way in the spiritual diet. So what establishes a good, wholesome, spiritual diet? So just as there's different foods in the food branch to strengthen our physical body, it's the same with, um, with our spiritual body here. I don't mind getting a double cheeseburger. I, I like to get, you know, whatever flavor of burger you like. Somebody it's, they told me, I said, I got Whopper breath. I just ate a Whopper. I need a Whopper in so long, I can't tell you how long it's been since I eat a Whopper. Just because we just don't eat fast food that much. But when we do, use this Dairy Queen here in town or uh, McDonald's occasionally. But I like... It's not... You know, it, it don't hurt to do that every once in a while, all right? But you can't get a balanced spiritual diet if you don't live in a right spiritual envi- environment. So, we need... To live in that right spiritual setting, which is with the church, we need a good balance of our church. But we can't always live in the church, so you also got to learn to live outside the church. But in the church, God's given us a system that it, it reinforces all this stuff, and it'll help us spiritually grow. So, what's He given us in, within the church? The Word of God. He's given us fellowship. He's given us evangelism, and he's given us prayer. There's more to it, but this is the four areas here I want to hit real quick, and I'll be done today. Uh, we must faithfully attend church worship services and be active, an active member in the church. Don't just attend. We need to be active members. Amen. This will balance you out. It will make you feel like you're a part of the church. You don't just come and set. You actually feel like you're a part of the church. Get involved. Come to every service you can. I'm going to hit more on the church later on, on this faithfulness stuff. Uh, so quickly, the Word of God. Jesus said, Matthew 4.4, 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's important that we have teachable hearts as we hear sermons on Sundays and, and midweek services. And even that we can hear it outside that, maybe through podcasts, through things like that, YouTube, whatever. But our, we ought to have the mindset that I'll, I don't want only just hear it, I want to understand it for myself. Okay? that this Bible is being preached, that I, I can obey it. It's important we balance that out. Make sure that we keep, not only we hear the Word of God from preaching, but we also hear it as we read it ourselves in our quiet time. All right? We need Christian fellowship. We cannot run this Christian race alone. This, this race, living for God, is awesome, but it's tough, okay? We need somebody to hold our hand every once in a while. We need somebody to cry with. We need people around us to encourage us, comfort us. We need a watchman in our life. We need, we need a pastor in life to remind us or even rebuke us sometimes when we're going the wrong way. We need that to help balance our life out and keep us spiritually where we need to be. And we need people that we can have uh, good talks with. The ladies got to go to ladies retreat that's so good for them. And it's good when we, go to, it's good when we have fellowship meets. It's just important. It builds our relationship with other people in the church. We can share our joys. We can share our hurts. And we can, it, it keeps us, and if possible, we ought to keep in touch through the week. We don't do that enough, it seems like. We do some, but well, I know we live in busy lives. But, and also, we need evangelism in our life. This, this is all part of our spiritual diet. We're called to be salt and light, all right? Jesus commanded us to preach the gospel. That's our job. Don't leave it up just to leadership the church. If we could get that in our life, that is part of maturity we live our life in such a way that it shows God's holiness, it shows His love, it shows His wisdom through us. Our life should attract people to Jesus. Amen. Then we would have, and if we'd live that way, we'd live a life that's full, meaningful. We'd feel like we're spiritually mature. And we must not waste our life away. We've got to be, uh, must, let's do things that's going to last for eternity. This is what evangelism is about. And, of course, prayer, I spent a few weeks on it. Uh, I'm not going to rehash over all that again. uh, No doubt we'll talk about prayer some more as time goes. But we got it. The Bible says, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, to pray continually. Okay? So, all these things are important to our diet. And these are the things that should be in our spiritual diet. But, unfortunately... There's a lot of other things out there. Whether we want to consume it or not, we're still consuming it. Right? So, we'll talk about some of that as we go forward. But the truth and the spiritual diet is if we are willing and to hunger after God, His Word, love each other, to be a good testimony and pray continually, we're going to grow to a mature child of God and we're going to live this Christian life a lot more in abundance. But here's the... This is the hard part, okay? How many know this? I've seen, if I've seen this post on Facebook, I've seen it a dozen times. It has a picture of some fast food, whatever, french fries for $1.50. And this thing of fruit over here for six bucks. Right? How hey, many has ever tried your eating healthy journey and realized eating healthy costs me so much more. So it makes it so much easier just to get a burger at McDonald's. Right? That's the hard part in real healthy eating. Now let me give you the hard part when it comes to spiritual eating. Just as eating healthy food costs us more, so does eating healthy spiritual food cost more to the flesh. And this is why so many people are so content to just have a spiritual diet of the easy that doesn't make you healthy than the other stuff that's really going to grow us strong. I'm going to be done with this today with these words by Wilbur Rees. This is powerful. This is on your paper. I would like to buy $3 worth of God, please. Not enough to explode my soul or disturb my sleep, but just enough to equal a cup of warm milk or snooze in the sunshine. I want ecstasy, not transformation. I want the warmth of the womb, not a new birth. I want a pound of eternal in a paper sack. I would like to buy $3 worth of God, please. I think that's where so many people is like, I want enough God to make me feel good, but not change me. We're getting close to the end, and we got to have a good spiritual diet that's going to grow us up. 20, 30 years ago, I think people could live that lifestyle and make heaven their home. But if Jesus comes back and things get tough, I'm not sure somebody who's not spiritually mature can make it because they will fold under the pressure that's going to be on us. Just as somebody who eats unhealthy can live a long life as long as they never uh, encounter some disease that may attack their body. What we have learned through COVID is one thing is this. you it hit everybody, but who did they try to protect more than anybody from COVID? Those who had low immune systems and those who had strong immune systems, by and large, made it through it. So this is the importance of the spiritual diet. The closer we get to the end, the more subject we are to something that may hit us, and we gotta be ready for it. And if we're spiritual material, we can do it, right? So. Um, the next time we come together to this, I'm going to talk about this subject you can be thinking about. It. We've, got, we've got a few weeks. Balance of media in our lives. It's a big subject. But it has a lot to do with the spiritual diet, balance of media in our life. I'm going to talk about that. But I know we have a few minutes later or whatever here today. But is anybody, help me fuel something with this. Anything within this that you struggle with when it comes to spiritual gospel.